0: What's going on, all my ex-drinking buddies? Wanted to put this in at the top of the show. Thank you so much for listening. In the middle of the move right now, thanks for all the great positive vibes, messages, everything everyone's been sending our way. Greatly appreciate it. Don't forget to check out uh, the merch store. Get your ex-drinking buddy merch, brennantcomedy.com slash merch store. We are going to have new upcoming dates in the Northeast as soon as I get settled up there. And... Thank you again, everyone, for listening, and don't forget about the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Brennan Tassif. You subscribe on there, we'll get your own little mini ex-drinking buddy episode. Thank you again, everybody, so much for listening, and enjoy the show. Grab me
1: a beer and grab him a Coke. We about to sit for an awful bullshit and tell jokes, and please don't mix it up, cause he didn't sober up, uh-huh. Brennan. Take on your social media feeds, and Brennan
2: Tassif is your ex-drinking buddy. Buddy. Is your ex buddy.
0: What's up everybody welcome into another edition of Brennan Tassif is your ex drinking buddy I'm your host Brennan Tassif Quick rundown of the show if you are new to the show One of my favorite things in the world to do back when I was drinking and partying and doing drugs was to hang out with friends Talk shit, talk shop, reminisce about old drinking stories, party stories, getting in trouble stories, just being an overall good drinking buddy. I am sober now, but that is still one of my favorite things to do, so that is the genesis of this podcast. Every week I will be joined by a guest. This week is no exception. I am joined by comedian, Jacksonville native, well, technically St. Augustine, I guess. St. John's Uh,
2: County. Yeah, St. John's County, I'd say, yeah. yeah. Ladies
0: and gentlemen, Mr. Cross Blocker. Yeah, hey, thank you for having me, man. I really appreciate that. Yeah, (laughs) thanks for coming on. So, Cross, you are kind of newer to the comedy scene. Mm -hmm. Um, You're more of a sketch guy. I really enjoy doing sketches, yes. You you and I have talked about it. That's kind of like your... Your lost cause. Your yeah, your... man.
2: It was just like because uh, from middle school, I always uh, I, so from middle school, like seventh grade and on, I did acting and I sang all the time. I did choir and uh, drama, and even all throughout college, I actually went to college for acting and uh, okay. and all that too, and uh, for acting scholarship that is. And uh, I mean, I I love acting and such like that, but I also really love being funny. You know what I mean? So yeah. the best way to do both you know, stand up and act at the same time is do a little sketch comedy. That's yeah. the way I kind of look at things.
0: Cause you were telling me you have like a notebook or a journal oh, or something where man, you have like a hundred sketches. Yeah, dude, out.
2: a whole drive, a whole drive. And right now I'm just, I, I'm, I'm picking through the shit ones. Yeah. So that way I can revamp them. Like there's this one I have about this. Uh, It's a career day uh, at this kid's school and the guy calls himself a, uh, <laughs> a self-made uh, pharmacist. And what he is, he's, he's a drug dealer. And so, like, okay. so as the dad is a drug dealer, and he keeps calling himself like a like a like a self made pharmacist and shit like that. And the whole time, he's like talking about like. You know, he says, uh, you know, we sell birds and then they'll the uh, like the T-shirt would be like, oh, what kind? And he'll be like, usually the white ones, <laughs> <laughs> you know, shit like that. So, you know, just, and uh, it, it, there's parts of it where it's very strong and other parts where even when I'm reading, I get lost, you know, and how can I be proud of my work if I can't even get into it? Yeah, you know what I mean, so I, I really like to just make but that's sure something I
0: you are really into is uh, yeah, writing yeah. sketches, doing things like that.
2: Oh, yeah. So how
0: did you get into uh, doing stand-up? Because I know you had touched on you always have acted and sang and things yeah. like that. But when when did you start doing actual stand-up?
2: Oh, man, when I was uh, on probation. for a second time oh man I was uh, I feel like every coming of age story for a comedian is just you know some shit shit has happened to him yeah I guess the best way to put it sorry to curse twice but uh, some shit 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 shit, yeah and so you know I I feel like everyone's got their own uh, you know demons or you know uh trials and tribulations that they had to get to be in a comment. And that happened to me when I was sitting on my bed after being on my third week of probation and thinking, this sucks, man. (laughs) And And then I looked up online, um, uh, like, stand-up comedy places. Like, to do stand-up comedy? I didn't know that there was a thing called Open Mic or anything like that. Yeah, I thought people, and this is in Jacksonville? Yeah, this is in Jacksonville. Looking? This is in Jacksonville. So I actually went to Creative Veins for the first Open Mic I had ever gone to. And even with it, I didn't... I still didn't know what it was like to be a comic, you know? Like, yeah. I watch stand-up all the time. I listen to stand-up all the time. When I'm riding in the car, most of the time you'll hear me listen to stand-up. And the thing with it is that, you know, I just... I would just do what I felt like they would do, which is like you know have a long ass story and stuff yeah. like that. And so I had this really terrible joke about uh, me going to Mexico and how there was a guy who would keep telling me the time by lifting his donkey's nuts. And it was it's a street joke that I tried making into my own thing. And then after I learned that. It was not funny, real quick, because <laughs> man, there's nothing, there's nothing colder than a goddamn than a room that you're bombing in, man. I tell yeah. you. And then so I found out real quick that that wasn't funny. And of course, you know, I'm a guy that likes to bring all my people with me. So I yeah. had, I had my two friends there, and my mom and my stepdad, and they watched me do the worst like joke that they had ever heard. Of their life. That's lesson. awesome. I actually, oh, dude, I love bombing. It was stories. the greatest thing. It was the greatest thing. And so after that, I just uh, I I started to learn, you know, monkey see, monkey do. I started figuring out from others just how to really construct and write jokes. I also learned that it's really hard to write a punchline when you have a good premise. (laughs)
0: Yeah, that's something that I I struggle with because I'm a storyteller. So sometimes I'll tell a story and I'm like, this is funny. The premise, the idea behind it is funny. And as I'm doing it, I'm like, oh, I don't have a way to get at it. Like, there is no big yeah. tag at the end. There's no big – it's just the story ends, and that's kind of yeah, it. Yeah,
2: man. I, I find myself telling you had to be there stories all the time, man. And it's because, you know, these stories are fucking hilarious to the people that you're with. Yeah. But then, like, when you try telling it to other people, you're like, man, this actually wasn't that cool. Like, yeah, I don't think some... breaking into a school bus at 2 in the morning was that good idea. <laughs>
0: there's something um, I was told – a long time ago when I first started doing story. So I started comedy in Oh nine. Um, and then I transitioned when I moved to Oklahoma city with my cousin, I tried to do, they're very prolific oh, joke. Writers. Oklahoma city? Yeah. What part Oklahoma city.
2: Oh, just like right in the city. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool, man.
0: Um, but they're pretty, proli- uh, they were very prolific joke writers. So All there right. was, uh, my cousin, Tom, Tom Joyce, and then Max Bruno and, uh, Kurt, a few other people up there and then um, it's funny I'm thinking of their names and all I can think of is their handles because we only interact <laughs> online anymore Jackson Curtis that's it uh, mm. and Matt Rainey but they were very prolific joke writers like right. so it was set up punch set up pun- like stuff like that and so I tried to do that mm. and I am fucking terrible <laughs> at that like yeah. so bad and this is a conversation I have with Buck a lot which is you have to be able to tell the difference between Um, what's a joke and what's a story. Yeah. So there's some premises I come up with which are better served as jokes. Just set it up and hit the tag, and that's it, and then get out
2: of it. I fully agree with that. I fully agree Um, with that. I usually... uh, Like, what I tend to do is that I find that my stories that I have that I think are hilarious are not really that funny. You know what I mean? so what I do is I add... I embellish the shit out of it, man, because my creative mind is way better than what the hell really happened. Happened, yeah. yeah. So
0: that's what something... That I believe it was was my cousin or somebody up there told me, they said, if you're going to tell a story and at any point you feel like in your heart, like, damn, I guess you just had to be there, then Ah, don't say it on stage. If you ever have to say you had to be there, then don't ever say it. And that's something that's hard for me because I sometimes can't tell the difference between until I do it on stage and then nobody laughs Mm -hmm. and I think, oh, I guess I have to scrap that whole thing
2: yeah and, and i think i get a lot of that false confidence of how good a story is because yeah. all my friends love hearing me tell stories yeah and you know i love telling stories <laughs> so like everyone you get, does you know you get it in your head like
0: oh i'm really good at this and then you oh, go on man. stage with one of
2: those stories you're you like, have no idea how many times we get done telling like a story like while we're high or something and then i'll just be like oh, i'm writing this down and then yeah. in the morning i'm just like how oh, that was a terrible, terrible <laughs> story <laughs> well speaking of getting high right with with Cross. With
0: cross. Getting cross with high. Uh, (laughs) Shout out Doug Benson. But um, you are uh, a pretty prolific drug user, (laughs) or you used
2: to be. I don't know if you've. Oh, man. I love it. Cleaned up a little bit. I mean, you know, I mean, I'll do the occasional thing here there. I mean, I don't know if you noticed or not, but I look perfect now. And yeah. it's mainly, and honestly, <laughs> it, I, I truly believe it's because I cut back on doing all this stuff. Like, yeah. the reality is, I. because well, you talk a lot about it in your set about. I do. How I do. And I do. I do drugs. And... Oh, I mean, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'll still do them if they're available and stuff like that. It's just yeah. I don't really go out of my way to make it a weekend thing like I used to all the time. You know okay. what I mean? I yeah. used to work Monday through friday uh painting at a a company and like on the weekends i'll just get like eight ball do it and then you know next week i would just do the same thing yeah you know and that was just the thing i did because not only did i do it i also sold it and it it came to a part where i had to realize i was a bad drug dealer (laughs) because when you're buying two ounces you're supposed to make over two thousand dollars not the exact amount that you bought them for. Yeah. That's when you're like, wait a second. (laughs) Yeah, man. So at that point I was like, and then plus I was, I was locked in with this guy who was my best friend at the time. And, uh, you know, he, he borrowed a lot of money from me and then, uh, you know, he got, he went to jail a bunch of times and then never would pay me back, you know, like to accumulate what it really was. It was like $300 plus a taillight on my car. He had ran into my car. And with that, uh, he when he got out the last time, he was like, hey, man, you know, like, uh, you want me to front you some stuff? Like, I, I know you don't got a job. I had a job, yeah. but I told him I didn't, you know, so that way I can just be like, you know, I'm trying to get my money back at this point. And then, like, it's really it's really a shame because this guy was used to be the dude that everybody wanted to be with. You know, he was just the coolest guy ever. And, you know, he just kind of just threw his life in the shitter once he just started dealing harder drugs and weed. And uh, because it yeah,
0: seems to be a running theme on this show.
2: Yeah, man. And because of that, I got roped into him because he was charming, man. He was a real cool guy. Like I said, you know, he can convince anybody to do anything. But he ended up fucking over a lot of his friends, uh, all of our friends for the most part. And then, you know, at that point, I was just like, dude, you know, friends don't let friends fuck up their financial payments yeah. you know like because there was times where you know i'd front of money and then next thing i know i can't make my car payment like uh, the full amount at least yeah you know because he's owed me 200 dollars at the time so i just ended up like asking him for a quarter one day and then just stopped talking to him you know just made my Damn, money off just of like that yeah i mean i know there's better ways of doing it but at the same time he's the kind of no, guy yeah that's he's the kind of guy where like he won't reason that that's what it is you know like oh it's not he's like thinking like oh he stole from me and all this yeah. shit you know he's not thinking that Oh well, I fucked up because I borrowed all this money. Yeah, from it's hard me. to reason with people who don't who it's see rough. the world only their way, and that's yeah. kind of. But you did mention um,
0: your friend that went to jail a few times. You have gone to jail. A few <laughs>
2: times. Yeah, I'm a back-to-back mugshot champion.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's uh, you are. Um, I wanted to get into some of those because, right. as the listeners know, I have dabbled in getting arrested. Well, I've been arrested eight times. So you have a couple of them. You've only been arrested twice, correct? Yeah. I sound like a interrogation. <laughs> I know, man. You have I'm, been arrested I'm, I'm, twice. Uh, is that correct? So you sent me... Um, all you wrote on here was uh, Sushi Chef
2: Karate Master. I'm not going to lie, dude. When I sent this to you at 4 o'clock in the morning, there was a reason why it was at 4 o'clock in the morning. Yeah.
0: You said you had just thought of that. <laughs>
2: yeah, it was a great. It was a great. Uh, so when I was in jail, man, I remember the first time... So the way I got in jail was a really shitty thing the first time. So I had got caught because uh, I got pulled over. And uh, by a canine unit. I was speeding on a fucking 45, and when I got pulled over, the canine unit was just like, hey, man, you got weed in your car? And he's like, I was like, I mean, a little bit, you know, because I had this baggie right here, but I didn't know how much was in the baggie. Yeah. And then uh, he was just like, yeah, just step out of the car. Well, same time I step out of the car, a second one pulled up, right? And then the guy says, oh, come on, Cross, you're better than that. It was a family friend of mine who was the second cop car that pulled up. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I won't say his name, but uh, he... Uh, and then so... Uh, you know, we were talking for a little bit and he's like, look, man, uh, there's a smell of weed in your car. And like, what is it? I pull out the bag and <laughs> there's actually nothing in the bag. Oh, <laughs> and so, shit. Yeah, and so, so it was obvious it wasn't like from there and so he's like, hey, man, you got to tell us like where is the weed at? Otherwise, we're going to have to search it. Well, not only did I have two ounces on me, but I also had uh, cocaine, scale, and a gun in there. So what I did was I was like, um, hey, man, can I talk to you real quick? And I was like, I don't have a, you know, Mr. Mears worth of weed on me. I have a felony worth. And he's like, just show me where it's at. So I give it to him. And the canyon is holding both of them in his hand. And uh, he just says, like, is there anything else in that bag? And I was like, no, man, you know, it's just all oh, right there. No. And then he's just like, okay. And then he just goes back and he just does his thing back there. And then uh, me and. Oh, uh, my friend, are talking for a little bit. Oh, uh, so we're talking, and uh, and so like the 9 unit came back. And when he came back, he was saying, "Uh, you know, I hey, I know this guy. I've known him ever since I joined the force. If he says you're a good kid, you're a good kid." Uh, because I told him like uh, the reason I had the weed was because all my friends threw in a bunch of money to get yeah you yeah know, you know something simple, and then so. I got to let go that night, man. They said they were, for the we they're gonna give me a misdemeanor, uh, because I was like complying with them. Yeah, you know, I mean, I trusted my family. So they didn't search your car no, and man. find the no, coke and the they, gun cause and the because they trusted my family friend. You know what I mean? And yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Oh man, talk about a clenched butthole, dude. I was I was puckered, but I went ahead and uh, two months passed, and then all of a sudden I get a f- phone call at uh at brunch, and it's him, and he's saying, hey man, I had to do this to you, but. Uh you got a high profile warrant out for your arrest. And I was like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, I don't know what that's about, man, because that's for uh like rapists and murderers, like, you know, people who are on the run." Yeah. And so I was like, "What the hell?" And he said, "Yeah, and also you have a $10,000 bond for for your release." And I'm like, "What's going on?" So I had to turn myself so in. So wait, 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 wait.
0: At the time that this is happening. So you said this was 2 weeks after? 2 months after. 2 months after. So everything happens with the cop. Yeah. Um and then the Family friend cop. So we'll yeah. say the canine unit and then the other police yeah. officer. All that stuff happens. They let you go, give you a, a written arrest, basically a ticket. Well, yeah, they just gave me a misdemeanor. They yeah. wrote me down for a misdemeanor. So you think yeah. everything's fine. You don't think a second thought. Not a
2: second thought, dude. And
0: then two months later, you're out to brunch, yeah, hanging with, out and having Yeah, my mimosas. girlfriend at the
2: time, and we're having brunch. And the, you get a phone call. Yeah, dude. and it's Well, actually, I get multiple phone calls because like my phone was out of service, and all of a sudden it got on, and I have a missed call from my mom. She was on vacation in the Bahamas. And so I was like, "How the hell she like call me?" And then I get text messages saying, "What the hell did you do?" And then my so this is
0: all just pouring in, dude, like all at once. I I understand, I understand the anxiety that comes with that. Cause oh man! And then so when I had, left South Florida, yeah, when on, I, yeah, no, no, no. I was just gonna say when I left South Florida and I finally got violated on my probation because I stopped showing up. Yeah, like letters got sent to like every known mailing address. I had all this kind of stuff about having a warrant and all this. Yeah, and man, I know that feeling of like in my situation, like I knew it was coming. So just the anxiety that comes with that, I couldn't imagine not knowing what happened. So what ended up? Did you figure out what was going yeah, on? Yeah,
2: man. So I, uh, I ended up going to uh, the cop that I was friends with, and we were like, he was telling me about it. He's like, "Look, man, like this is the most I can do is just take you here. I can't really help you pass the gates here. You know, it's basically saying like you'll find out everything once you get in there. Like, okay, get, so you figure out you have a warrant, so and then they then take you. where are you going I'm, at this point? I'm, we're in the jail. We're in, we're just getting in the process. The Duval area. County Jail, uh, St. John's, St. John's. St. John's. So, you
0: yeah. just he takes you to the jail and you show up because you're like, hey, yeah, I heard yeah, I had yeah. a warrant out for my arrest. I'm here to well, figure it out.
2: He had a, he had another officer escort me in there. You okay, know? so but you that's know, why you went. That's exactly why I went. You yeah, because he told me on the phone that uh, it was either I you know turn myself in by five o'clock or it's a you know some sort of manhunt kind of. Yeah, thing. yeah. yeah. It's the most wild shit I ever. Heard. I'm 19 years old, man. I'm like, you can't talk to me like that. <laughs> you know. And then so
0: see, uh, my my warrant was for a third degree misdemeanor. So they were just like, oh, he'll he'll get a traffic ticket yeah. eventually. Like, he'll he'll slip up. But right. high-profile warrants, they actually search.
2: Dude, yeah, man. And then, so, like, the crazy thing was uh, I went in there, and then I saw the name of the judge. And the judge, his last name was the last name of the kid in high school who snitched on me for selling drugs. That got me uh, sent to an alternative school.
0: And okay, so that's something that so, happened
2: years prior. Yeah, so the guy, he's what had happened was he had seen my name go through The uh, whatever you call it, the um, evidence area. Yeah. Mostly if a cop says it's a misdemeanor, it's overlooked, and that's that he saw my name, River Blocker, and he put out that damn high-profile warrant. So the judge
0: saw your name come across something. Yeah, and he
2: remembered me from when his son had snitched on me in high school. And he was like, wait, I know
0: this name. Yeah, dude. I remember. This guy was selling drugs back in high school.
2: And when we were in the courtroom. This guy, he looked at me in my eyes, man. He said, I remember your name. That's why I put your bail at $10,000. Wow. Dude, I'll never forget that. That's
0: such a happenstance, like, glitch in the matrix kind of moment. Yeah, man. There are so many judges in a county, even in a small county like St. John's. There's so many judges, so many different files going in and out between people. And if it's a written arrest, for those of you listening who don't know, so a written arrest is basically... You get a ticket yep. and then you have to show up to court late at a later date. There's a whole citation, yeah. yeah. So you don't actually get arrested. So like drinking under age, you don't get a you get a written arrest for that. So you show my up bro- to court. My
2: brother got arrested drinking under yeah. age, he got caught
0: on the So beach. Yeah, so like if you're making a scene, they'll actually arrest you. But if you're not making a scene, like it happened a lot when at FAU and people would tailgate, yeah, yeah, they would just hand out written arrests. Right, so, right. So so you had a written arrest, then this judge is the one who happens to get the case. Yeah. It comes across his desk. Yeah. He sees it because it's on his docket. Uh-huh. And then he's like, no, fuck this guy.
2: You have it right on the nose, man. It's exactly how it went down, bro. And that is fucking horrific. Yeah, dude. That's what the fuck I had to go through, man. And it was it was fucking terrible. And uh because normally when I when I went in there, I found out that if you get caught with like two ounces of weed, then you're usually like a two, maybe three hundred dollar bail. He went ahead and went the highest amount that he was possibly able to yeah. do. that was wild, man. I couldn't so,
0: believe So, so what? When you got the misdemeanor, what did the cops? What did the cops put on the report that you had two ounces? Or yeah,
2: that I had. That uh, well, they just put that I was compliant. That's all they put. They said yeah, but that I'm I was compliant. Okay, so the evidence was a whole nother thing. They okay, just, so yeah.
0: because obviously they didn't find the gun or the coke or the scale. No, but they found God, all mom. the weed. So did sorry, they? Mom. Did they? <laughs> um, but did they? What I'm asking is, did they uh, write down how much the exact amount of
2: weed? Yeah, man. The, uh, okay, when so he had gone to the back of when he had took the weed and put it to the back of his car, it was just to weigh it out. Okay, that's, so yeah. the judge saw how much. So saw the judge how much, knew well, how much weed. You yeah, had. but like you know, like they say, if it's a re- like you were saying, if it's a written arrest, you know, the judge just overlooks it because nine times out of ten, the cop is always right. You yeah, know, you know that's well, just especially how it in goes. the
0: moment, the judge doesn't. Yeah. yeah, the judge always trust me. The yeah. judge almost always takes the cops were oh, 100%
2: for it. man why would they choose your word over someone yes yeah, exactly to protect the law you know
0: so you get there take us through because now I'm I'm fascinated by this and so you get in there um what happens you walk in with this other cop so you you yeah, obviously man. don't see the judge for a few at least till the next day yeah I cause Cause actually
2: not, I never saw I didn't see him until my actual court date uh, which so you was walk like in, over what happens? a month and a half later they yeah. book you what happens? You they book me and they. Uh... <laughs> They thought I had something in my ass, and so I had to... <laughs> I Again, r- another running
0: theme on this show. Really? <laughs> yeah. I thought I was the only one, man. Thank no, God. No, Andre Dollins episode.
2: Oh, uh, uh, you know what? He has told me that story. Yeah, I'm so glad that I have somebody else that shares that, that thing with me. So he had me, you know, stripped down and, like, try to pull my asshole apart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but I'm... But beyond that, but, and then, so beyond <laughs> that, oh, uh, we, we went ahead and um, they just put me in the holding cell, man, and it was funny. I was in the holding cell with this guy who was just like, it was a Puerto Rican dude, He's just walking around just saying like, I got caught with heron. I don't know how they say this, they had heron is what they say. Heron, yeah. Yeah, and he was, his story was dumb, man. He got caught throwing it out the window as soon as the cop like was right next to him. <laughs> and I was like, well, yeah, man, you kind of deserve being here. Yeah. And then, uh, then there was this homeless guy, like that joke I tell about the homeless dude getting set up. So this dude got caught uh, beating his girlfriend at a <laughs> at one of the homeless camps, I guess, and he was yelling that he got set up, and so I was sitting there thinking, like, man, that's a really crazy setup, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. how did that happen? And they just say, like, hey, you know, Lorraine, you know how he does that thing when you piss him off, and he hits you. You should do that, and that's how we get him in jail. Like, that's that's you know, that's you a should do that, setup. and that's how we we'll get him arrested. <laughs> yeah. But uh, then I met uh, then I met the sushi chef. Karate guy, man, the karate master. So this guy was a legend and i think about this dude ever since i thought about this story last night i have not stopped thinking about how incredible this was so i'm sitting in the uh you know the phone call area you have to like sit there and wait and they're literally just like dragging this little tiny japanese guy just just like by his arms like pulling it this kid could have been like 19 years old like just dragging him like to the seat and putting him down and then one of the cops was like what did that guy do and this kid, this—he had not a scratch on him, not nothing. He was just like, "What did that guy do?" And he said, "Man, I just watched the craziest Bruce Lee movie I ever seen." <laughs> and what happened was that this sushi chef was working, and while he was working, these like these five uh, frat guys at, uh, at uh, Flagler. Uh, the college that's right next to him. Yeah. They were talking shit to this guy, and he didn't speak much English, but he he knew the race. They were, were talking. Yeah. yeah. And then so he gets out and he like you know starts confronting them, and then the next thing you know, these guys like this cop says he's watching the security footage, and they literally circle around this guy like in the movies, and then this guy just one by one takes them out and does like 180 like degrees like kicks, man, Damn. and he knocked all five of them out, and that's what he was in there for. And then so I overheard that, and I look at this guy and I say, "Hey, man." uh what would you what are you here for and then he say oh uh d- these guys uh real mean real mean and uh i fuck them up and i was <laughs> like i was like hell yeah <laughs> that's that was, awesome that was just my first the that was when i started to realize like man jail's pretty cool you know like, yeah <laughs> I oh i really talk about a lot this. on stage jail's not the worst place in it's the world. it's really not the worst bro i mean no. I, i've been in worse places like what know, ended Idaho. up happening though Oh man! So We've, uh, I've so
0: I've completely bulldozed
2: this sh- sushi
0: karate master because I'm interested. You know, what? I'm I so I totally interested. appreciate that.
2: You know what, man? Because I have these stories written down just in case. That's yeah. really all it is. I but really, I'm so interested I really appreciate that someone takes interest in it. In, 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 yeah.
0: because well, that whole situation is bananas to me. Because dude, it been was terrible. The of the because for so long, it's just I understand exactly what you're thinking of, like yeah. what you're going through. So. Bro, I'll I tell mean, you the what. The worst part. The master story is yeah. awesome, but yeah. now you're sitting in jail. How do you get out? Your mom's on vacation. Bro, you so get I bad? had like, uh, what happened?
2: My mom's on vacation. And my dad lives in Africa. Yeah. So there's no chance of me like getting out anytime soon. So we had to get a hold of my uncle. But anyway, so Mike, my, uh, my uncle, he comes and he's uh he had to bail me out, and to bail me out was a thousand dollars because you know that ten percent shit or whatever. Yeah. And so he, uh so I get bailed out. Uh Legit, two maybe three days later, so I had to. Spend, so you sit in the cell for. I had to sit there for yeah. a couple of days. Yeah and when i was in there man i met this guy my i thought my cellmate was gonna like you know because you know when you get in jail you're thinking like fuck dude like everything's gonna be like yeah. terrible
0: i talk about that a lot the first couple times you get arrested you're like this is the end of my life and then by the third and fourth time you I, get arrested yeah. you're so used to it you're like ah, this ain't I so even bad. that,
2: man i was just worried about jail like yeah. just, like worried about like it depends the, on who the crazy with. story yeah, yeah and so i get in there and it's this guy he's already standing up and he's just like got a big old smile and i was just like hey man and he's just like I'm your new fail And I was just like, oh cool. And he just said, yeah man, if you ever get thirsty, I made a little uh, water fountain. And this dude was like Robinson Crusoe, bro. He took like the, the ink part of the pen. Yeah. Like broke it out, cleaned it out. Put and it then he the... put it in the thing with bubble gum and then he wrapped it around with like some yarn and he just had different gadgets like that across the thing. And that's when I was like, jail is cool, man. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I very advise it for anyone who's listening. <laughs> so what happens? So you get bailed uh, out by I your know, uncle. Dude, I get, I, yeah. So I get bailed out by my uncle. And, uh, so you just sit. So
0: let's, oh, we can fast forward to it. So you get bailed out. So you just sit, obviously, until your court date, which is a month later,
2: you said? Yeah, man. About so a month, you just month and kind of live in your life, hanging out. And, dude, so I had to, uh, I had to go home. Actually, what was crazy was that my aunt Sharon was, uh, staying at my house while my mom was gone. Uh, uh, just, just a visit, yeah. and so she was there. And I remember when I was uh, leaving to go turn myself in. I remember telling her, she's like, "Oh, where are you heading?" I was like, "I'm going to jail." And she's like, "Really?" I was like, "Yeah." But and then uh, so I had to go home to her, and she was very understanding of it. She made it a little better. But then my mom. Uh, she made me feel like I was. <laughs> she got back from vacation Ooh. was not too pleased with you. Nah, man, it was her last day of vacation too. That she got the phone calls and stuff. Like, Jesus, yeah, that's the best thing you want to hear after five days in the keys and yeah. shit. You know, and then so. Uh, so, you know, my dad, my dad, he used to sell dope too. So he, he, you know, he's, he's all cool with it. But then, uh, so we go ahead and I go through the courtroom, had the judge tell me that bullshit. I couldn't believe that he remembered your name. That he remember my name. And then I, uh, take the pre-trial intervention. So we had a lawyer that, uh, was able to get me into pre-trial intervention, which for those who are listening, uh, it's just for first time offenders of any kind of felony yeah. case. <laughs> any kind of felony case which is bonkers to me and as long as you complete this drug and alcohol course and uh you know and get you know just complete it then it, you know you can sign yourself up for expungement and get that felony off your record yeah and so that's just what i ended up doing so and did
0: you um what were you facing before the pre-trial intervention did the prosecutors tell you what the deal was before Oh, dude, it was either. Uh, yeah, he. Because a lot oh, of times they'll man. come up to you and they'll oh, say. That's right, I forgot about Yeah, they'll the say it's pretrial intervention me. or you could do five three, years. Five years. Okay.
2: Dude, because, yeah, he went ahead and said 10000 uh, for the bail and he went ahead and said five years for the sentence if I were yeah. not to take the PTI.
0: Yeah, so for people listening, uh, one of. I mean, obviously the justice and court system is completely fucked, but one of the worst parts about it is the fact that. A lot of times the prosecutors will set it up so it makes more sense for you to plead guilty to a crime just as far as your life. Yeah. So they'll set your bail at some amount. Yeah. And like in my case, like when I got arrested and my bail was set, I couldn't afford... $100,
2: let alone 500, 300,
0: 700, let alone when it gets into the thousands and tens of thousands. Especially
2: at 19 years old, man, I I definitely wasn't affording that. So
0: what happens is, and then they'll come to you and the prosecutor will say, okay, well, since you can't afford your bail, you will sit in jail until this is resolved because you can't get bailed out. So you're not going to work. You know, you're going to get passed due on all your bills because you're going to be stuck in jail. And
2: they have a jail fee for yeah. g- getting locked up. It's yeah, every day. Thing. And, then, do that.
0: and so it's and so it makes financial sense for you to just say, OK, well, what is it? Five years probation. Fine. I'll plead guilty just to get out of here because I don't want to lose my fucking car no, and my man. apartment and all this stuff. It's the wildest thing. So it's 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 horrific because set it, it sets people up for failure. Um, and I know that was my experience. The a lot of the times I was arrested, especially because. Like I said, I didn't have two pennies to scratch together, so I couldn't, I just had to take the pleas. Yeah. So when you get there, they said you're either going to do pre-trial intervention or you can plead guilty for five years. And of course yeah. you could have fought yeah, it. And yeah, gone of course to, I could have
2: easily done all that, but like, but then you point, could have gone to trial and you still would have been guilty then, because yeah, they had says, the evidence. And then on top of that, I have a biased judge that yeah. made himself known. And it's crazy. And the worst part, man, was when I was trying to sign up for my expungement, I go ahead, I do this course, get, and I was so good, man. I got, I got early termination, man. I. I, I i was proud of that and uh and then so i signed up for expungement and so expungement paper the process of it usually takes about like three to four weeks right yeah like and then so of uh, three to four weeks passed by and we, we haven't seen like you know anything about expungement being please like passed or whatever and then like about a little under half a month later uh i got arrested again for uh <laughs> for trespassing and uh uh, resisting arrest. Yeah. And so, and then when I got that charge, uh, the expungement that was supposed to be done f- about three weeks prior came back rejected uh, on account of the new charge. And it was from the same judge. Damn. So he
0: dragged his feet doing the
2: expungement. Yep. And then you got arrested again.
0: Yep. And because you got arrested that next time, he completely just called off the expungement. Yep.
2: God, that is like a weird timing Yeah, tragedy. I had some shit luck, like the the time, like and when I got what happened with
0: the trespassing.
2: let me just well, say finish your thought and <laughs> then, yeah finish your thought so man. I uh, uh, so with uh, so his son when he, his, he had snitched on me and got me uh, so what they do is the teacher the, the deans they, they take you out of class and then they, they search you down well at this time I quit smoking weed because I just got this new role for this the school play like the lead role man I was very yeah. very, very proud of it and I was very so willing so this is rewind this like is in all the way school, back in high school, school okay. yeah and I was very like proud of like how I was doing with like you know staying clean yeah. you know, just cause I wanted this role and like getting the lead role meant the whole world to me and so i i did that and uh you know i was clean for about three months like no shit and then uh the kids snitched on me and so they come and they check me out and you know i didn't have anything on me of course but then they go to my car okay they go to my car and they're just picking out leaves that they find in the fucking in the carpet yeah just picking it out like they're not even nugs man they're just little little leaves, and they they gather up about like a little thumbnail size of like leaves and then they put it in a little test tube shake that shit up turns purple for thc proving that it's weed so then i get suspended uh for having weed on the property okay technically having weed on property it's a technicality but yeah and then because of that i got sent to an alternative school where i finished out the rest of my senior year did you not get to do the play no that motherfucker. No, dude, that fuck. I, I really hate that family. <laughs> so so
0: that's how you end up in the system. That's how your name gets recognized. That's how all that stuff happens. Yep. So then that's why that judge doesn't like you, because it was his son that yep. ratted you out. So fast forward
2: now to the trespasses. Yeah,
0: so you're everything's you think, okay, the expungement is in the process. Everything
2: here we go. Life is back on track. Yeah, dude. Like I had lost some weight too. Like I used to be like two eighty at the time, and then. Damn. I, yeah dude <laughs> yeah famous. and then so and it was because like you know when i wasn't getting high like because i couldn't i would just get drunk all the time yeah i mean just getting all that and that's a lot of calories. and so i had also like lost loads of weight so i'm thinking everything's fucking working out and my best friend who's in the navy uh came back in town to visit so i'm like man this is like all working out really awesome you know everything's coming up cross yeah. baby dude yeah cross town man it's awesome and so then uh we it's like two o'clock in the morning we're drunk as shit me and my friend uh i'm not gonna say his name my friend the navy guy and then our other friend uh we get drunk and we're like hey man for old times sake what because we're at his mom's house we're like why don't we just take a walk to the dailies you know let's go get some like black miles like reminiscent shit yeah and so we go and uh there's a middle school that's right next to my uh, uh, mother's neighborhood uh, yeah yeah and so what it is is uh there's a there's a sidewalk that's literally open to the public <laughs> i shit you not man it's literally open this to the, is public. the
0: second time in like a month i've had someone tell me a story about being on a school
2: property yeah dog it's ridiculous and so what happened was uh so we're going through this thing and then uh all of a sudden we get to like the end of the sidewalk and then this cop car just just zooms right in front of us and pulls up i'm so drunk i'm standing there all of a sudden i hear like the the fence behind me starting to shake and i turn around and it's my two friends they're already jumping the fence and then my buddy's like jack are are you on school property or are you on the other side we're technically on school property because of the way that the Sidewalk is even though, like, it's ridiculous, man. If you're gonna have a school that's locked off at night, don't have a fucking sidewalk that's open that can cut through the middle school. Oh, I see what you're saying. So
0: you were just on the sidewalk going to the dailies, and you're like, yeah, oh, we'll just cut and through, then,
2: yeah. And then, uh, and then like my buddy, he yelled at me, he's like, cock, run because he called me cock. And so he said, like, run. And then, uh, and so I ran, man. I'm drunk, yeah. you know, I ran and I ran, and uh, when I ran. I uh, got out of the cop's sight and he tried getting his car going around. And then so at that point I had a hat that was like uh, buckled to me. So I just put that shit on and then I uh, and then I started eating this loaf of bread and I was listening to music while I was walking and uh this uh and then so the cop like came around and he's just like he's like yeah, hey, stop grace get on the ground and i was like whoa what's going on here you know like like latida like, yeah and then he just goes and he's just like get on the ground and then i was just like i'm just eating bread officer because <laughs> we had a whole baguette that we were bringing with us yeah. i forgot to mention that and so we're eating this baguette and i'm eating this baguette and he takes it and, like throws it out and he's just like uh and I was like, "What? What's going on?" He's just like, "He's like, you're the guy that was running away." I was like, "What? No!" And then he's like, "Me? Yeah." And then he, uh, and then he says the shit. He's like, "You know, if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure you're the guy who flipped me off at the gas station not so long ago." And I was like, "I was," but I was like, <laughs> "What? Oh man, my uncle's a cop. I have all the respect in the world for you guys." You know, sweet talking, and then, uh, and so I just kept denying, you know, that. Yeah, the, deny, I, deny, deny, yeah, that's I was doing. And yeah. then he just like at one point, he, you know, I was telling him like what was going on going to dailies, and then this happened, and then. uh and then uh, after he got quiet, I was like, "So why did you why did you choose me?" And then he's just like, "Well, we usually run after the bigger guy." <laughs> and then I was like, "Damn! So I guess I gotta lose some more weight so you don't catch me next time, honey. Huh? He's like, "So you are the kid I was chasing." And I was oh, like, "Oh man!" Ah. So <laughs> you know? then you got arrested for
0: trespassing.
2: I didn't think that. I was gonna get trespassing charge at all until so they had me in the back of the cop car. I thought it was literally gonna be like a catch and release kind of thing, yeah. you know. And then so uh, like somebody was gonna give me a talking to and then all that shit. And then uh, so the uh, the the lieutenant, this old man, he comes up, he opens the car door, and he said like, uh, "What were you doing?" I told him the story, and then he's just like, "Who are your friends?" And I was like, uh, "Alan and Jackson." <laughs> like, <laughs> and then he's like, "What are their last names?" And I hadn't thought of another country name, and so I was like, "Ah." don't even know he's like so you're with your friends you don't know their last name was like sorry he's like why'd you run and i was like because they told me to so you're trying to be cool is what you're trying to do and i was like no man And he's like well now you're going to jail i bet that's real cool and i was like that's not cool at all and he said you uh, know what kind of cool he's like yeah. yeah yeah right and so he's like you know what man i'll cut you a deal we're gonna go around this middle school and if we find any windows open we'll pin it on you and i was just like i all right man he's just like it's really funny that we see you out here because usually we find 12 or 13 year olds breaking into school i'm like have you ever met a 12 or 13 year old with a full beard sir yeah (laughs) and then that was i just got sent out and then uh that's when i like got that mug shot and uh and that was asinine because my buddy my buddies bonded me out they they actually ran back to the house and then when they got back to their house they saw that my phone and shit was still there and they're like Oh man, cross didn't make it back. <laughs> yeah. So so they went and bailed me out. And then when they bailed me out, it was like midnight or some shit. And so uh the cop was like, hey man, someone bailed you out, but shift change is about to start, so we'll do it after it. And then so I thought shift change was gonna be like half an hour. Man, nope. it was four hours later. I get yeah. out of there. And they don't yeah shit. so that was that was asinine. And then I was on probation plus which is the most ridiculous thing for a, for misdemeanor probation. Okay. Yeah, so that was just to get my... So you the, just got thrown on probation? Yeah, did I did. And I kept that? fucking up the probation. I don't know how... I, I did. And it was so it was so lackadaisical there, man, because every time you missed probation, all you had to do was call the next time that they were in the office, and then he would just be like, oh, yeah, no, just come in tomorrow.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's weird because the system... Because I've been on probation in a few different counties, and I've noticed that it's always a little different... And, and so in my experience, like it's always been so I've been with probation officers who are very lax when I've been like, you know, trying to get my life back on track. Like I'm working really hard to get this taken care of. Then I've been with probation officers who know that I don't give a shit where I'm yeah. like showing up drunk to probation right. and stuff. Yeah. And then they're kind of like, the fuck are you doing? But yeah, the problem is if you don't have all the resources available to you. Then right. you can get fucked real easy Like in my probation situation It was one of those things Where it was like Okay like You have to pay the $5,000 fine By this date Dog yeah man And it's like that's two months Like that's, I can't
2: Yeah I can't s- Get $5,000 Let alone like my own Fucking right. paycheck Yeah, yeah And yeah, so man. it's like
0: one of those things Where luckily I had uh, I had the support In my life To where I was able To get it taken care of But it's very easy to see Like how quickly people could fail at this stuff and like that's what happened to me in south florida like i didn't have a support system down there because i was drinking and doing drugs and like fuck everybody else Yeah, man so i've i've had nine counts of violation of probation because i was just like fuck it um but it's really weird you mentioned the trespassing thing because that that a very similar situation happened you know what made
2: me the most mad about that trespassing charge i asked him i was like i thought this sidewalk was up to the public and then he said oh i don't know Oh, After wow. he had given me the charge, I was like, "What the fuck is this about, man?" That was yeah. the thing that made me the most mad.
0: I am. Um, I remember at FAU, uh, like the library was open, especially during finals week. The library was open twenty four hours. Right. But and I lived on campus. Are all libraries open twenty four hours? No, no, no. no? This okay. is the on campus library during finals. It would be open twenty four oh, hours. Got you. <laughs> And oh, I lived goodness. on campus, but I lived on the other side of campus. So you had to walk through the entire <laughs> campus in order to get to the library. And I remember. I was doing the various things and drinking with my old college roommate. And we were like, oh, let's go to the library. And like, like you know, basically we were going to the library like you go to a mall when you're a teenager. Like, let's see if we, there's any girls in there that we <laughs> really? know. That's, that's what that's, FAU was about. So we got kind of drunk on, out. in our campus apartment and then <laughs> walked to the library. And he's skateboarded everywhere. So he's longboarding and I'm just kind of walking and we're going through the campus. And we got stopped by the campus cops. Really? And in South Florida at FAU, the campus police... And this is I, all while you're intoxicated. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if it's like this at every university, but the campus police are full-on Boca Raton police officers. Yeah. Like, it's not like a rent-a-cop situation. Like, they're legit... Like they're cops. My friend
2: Rachel went to FAU and she got Whoa. kicked out too, man. She, <laughs> she I remember I caught. talked to her about it. She came to uh, one of the shows. She would love this. She got caught uh, eating bars, robbing cars, and putting tar in arms because of Barb's. I tell you, <laughs> God, that sounds like a country song. But um, yeah. <laughs> but that's what happened. We
0: were walking to the library and the cops just rolled up and they're like, "What are you doing? You're trespassing on campus." And we're like, "No, we're students here." We live on campus. Right. Like, how oh. can we be trespassing? So they didn't they even know what the hell. No. And so they asked for our student IDs and they ran all of our information and they were like, well, you guys clearly aren't going to the library to study. You're both wasted. And we're like, but we live on campus. Like, why are, are we not allowed to walk? And That's they go, wild. no. And so. They gave us basically a, a. They threatened to arrest us, and luckily, once they ran our names and everything, and saw we lived on campus, they just let us go. And they're like, "Go back to your apartment. Do not come out tonight." That's a martial law type shit. But I man. was just like, "Wait a second. We live on campus. We're just going to the library. Like, we're not allowed to keep walking." So it's weird how and it's one of those things like you're talking about where it's just like I thought I was allowed to be on this fucking sidewalk yeah, and then man. you're not and, and,
2: and, and like, at the end of the day dude it's asinine because they they target these fucking kids like that, like at Creekside man I mean I, you know just like Creekside, Bartram and all these like St. John's County schools I shit you not man like they won't ever say it of course but you know these schools have the highest drug cases because that's what they're trying to look for yeah. like and the reason why they're trying to look for is because they see that these kids have like these nice houses and nice families and shit and so like the people. That are in the higher ups, such as the court system and the legal system, they see that as a cash grab, in my opinion, man. That's why we have arresting fees, you know, and stuff like that. They just have money on top of money on top of money, and then they they have people like me, a 19-year-old child. I'm not even a fucking adult at 19. You're never an adult. Like, yeah, I seriously, you know what I mean? And so, like, I had just started learning the real world, you know what I mean? And then the first thing that happens to me is I get fucked, and on top of that, like, all my money is being taken by the same people who fucked me over. Yeah, it's the craziest thing, and it's, 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 I it's mean, you did have two ounces
0: of weed in your car, <laughs> like, they could have looked the other way, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> um, speaking of doing uh, copious amounts of drugs, you had a story in here about a trip to
2: Orlando with your family. <laughs> Dude, I forget that I wrote this shit. Yeah, man, I totally did. So my uh, my dad had get, got us a uh, uh, he when he he doesn't usually come back to America often, you know. But when he yeah. does, it's always a big deal. So this time, he got us a week long uh, vacation house in Orlando. Okay, so nice, so beautiful, and <laughs> and we uh, had my brother and sister uh, from South Carolina uh, come in too. Well, the thing is, at the time, my brother was a uh, prolific uh dd as i'll say you know drug dealer and uh <laughs> i don't know why <laughs> you said dd and then you said i'm drug like a dealer. webster dictionary dude i just tell you what it is anyways yeah, and man. so uh so yeah so he brought down a bunch of molly cocaine acid and weed and so one day all of us did a all of that, together. all of those drugs. You, your yeah, brother, and your man. sister. So, me and my dad, man. My dad, dad did acid. My dad did acid. It was really funny, man. And uh, and I just remember the the best part about it was that you know, uh, so when I when you take Molly, man, I don't know if you ever take Molly before, but it, it gives you like you know crazy locked jaw and stuff like yeah. that. like it does a little balance thing. And I remember I took this big rock and I accidentally like you know just took the biggest one that there was, and then my jaw just kept shaking like, like that. Yeah, and then my little brother is just like he's like. Dude, you know your jaw shaking right now. I was just like, dude, this is just the real world. You just gotta get used to it. <laughs> just just, get, you just gotta. This is life now. Is, I was like, this is just the real game. And then uh the best part to me was when I was in the pool trying to calm down, and then uh, all of a sudden I just hear. <laughs> I look around. I'm like, what the fuck was that? There's no one in sight, and I was like, that's weird. I get back. And I'm floating, and then as I'm floating, I <laughs> so you hear this creepy laugh. And then I was like, what the fuck? And then I turn around, and you know how, like, in screened-in pools, there's, like, that little, like, small area to walk on that's, yeah. like, between the pool and the water? My dad was somehow flat-footed on that, standing, like, just, like, standing over me, tripping his dick off, wow. red-faced laughing, man. And that's just one of the... I, you asked about drug stories, man. And that's just my favorite one that I have yeah. about my family. Nothing brings family together, man. Like drugs. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Ain't that know. the truth? <laughs> Damn. Uh, my, my family is a bunch of saints, though. Do not listen to my story seriously. Yeah. Um. Speaking
0: of doing drugs, a lot of these transitions are just speaking of doing drugs. Yeah, right. Tell me about, since I'm moving to New York, I want to hear about this New York trip.
2: Oh, Almost man. overdosing the, oh, in New York. Oh, dude. That was the scariest thing ever, I'll let's, tell you. Let's bring it so, down a little. Let's bring it down. Man, I mean, it wasn't scary until the moment, but so my buddy and I... Well, that's life, man. It's not scary till it is. It, man, I, you are full of truth brother you know what <laughs> you know Brandon. that's what i like about you bro I, i've always liked your honest like uh like little cliche things that you say because like yeah. you know people say cliche shit and you're just like man get the fuck out of here but then like people like you say it and you're just like man get the fuck out of here you're
0: like <laughs> cliche for a <laughs> but, uh, reason
2: no so anyway so um uh, with uh so my my dad was gonna give us house uh, my brother and I okay but my brother pissed on my dad a lot so we actually lost the opportunity of getting the house and our plan was to have a big 420 party there but what we were going to do was that my my best this friend This is in Florida? Yeah, it was in Florida. So my best friend uh, the navy guy he's actually going uh, in Virginia fuck <laughs> don't worry I got it <laughs> thank you dog and so my buddy he's up in Virginia it was his birthday on 419 and I was like well dude I gotta come up to Virginia you know and so the plan was to go to was to drive all the way up to Virginia party with him and his Navy buddies and then drive back to Jacksonville like the very next day okay. and then be back in time for the 420 party that I was gonna throw at my house and make it a big deal well since my brother fucked it up we didn't have that thing and at the same time my best friend River you probably met him a few yeah, times yeah I know River. So he's living up in New York. He's doing his modeling thing at that time. Very, very pretty man. Guys, so gorgeous. But, anyways, so he's living up in New York. And then, so he was telling us about he was going to have like this huge New York party at, uh, at Brad Pitt's old apartment. Like, For someone, 420? Yeah, it was like it was him and this other girl. They shared a birthday, uh, but it wasn't 420. So they just made the deal on 420. And so, what we did was we drove, me and my friend, uh, uh, we drove from. From Jacksonville to Virginia, partying my buddy in the Navy. And then we drove another uh, seven, eight hours up to New York. Fuck you,
0: dude. That's too much, bro.
2: It was terrible, man. And then I took two tabs of acid uh, to go into this party. Uh, because I was it was going to be me and my friend to take it but he was just like nah man I feel like it's going to be too intense if I do try it for my first time and I was like fair enough so I took both of them and uh and so and so I'm there and they, they, these people are loving me man like I So did. you're
0: in New York now New York yeah, City Yeah in New
2: York City I'm talking to, and it's crazy it's surreal man I'm talking to people who have like followings of over like 800,000 and shit like that yeah. and like you know numbers really don't matter when you think about that kind of stuff cuz you know they don't really know these people but at the same time man it's pretty impressive it's crazy to, like be with someone who's you know, uh you see on these newspapers and like magazines and shit. Like I yeah. saw a dude who was on GQ, dude. I literally saw him and I was like, Man, have you ever been on GQ before? And he's just like, Yeah, man, I tell totally you was And I was like, That's crazy, you look like Superman. Anyway, and then so voila uh, and then so I'm doing shit like I'm doing Coke on the same mirror that G Easy is doing cocaine. That's you crazy, know? Yeah. you know, and like I don't give a shit about Easy, but I'm doing it with celebrity, you know, and so and so well, uh, and so we're uh, and so this whole time my buddy is like puppy dogging me, like he's just on my ass with me the whole time, yeah. And River, he's off with his, well, he got way too fucked up because it was twenty first, and so oh, okay. he ended up getting too fucked up. So him and his girlfriend, they found a room and they were just like taking care of him. So that left, uh, that left me with my friend that I drove with and his girlfriend's best friend who's this really fine girl. And uh, and so, like I said, he kept puppy dogging me, like, just following me around everywhere I go. I'm like, bro, we were together for 21 hours. Have like, fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah like, like, do, go do something else. Yeah. 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 And then the people I met, they were just so fucking awful. Like, there was this guy that held me against my will because he was saying... You know, I rap. He's like a white guy with like, he's 23 years old. You think he's 48. He's 23 years old and he's like, I rap better than G Easy. He? And he's just like, boobidi It's how it sounds to me, you know? And yeah. then just when you think he's stopping, he goes on and does some more, and then like it just it was painfully just making us listen to him rap. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I then see, his forty-eight year old friend came up and started a doo ba ba I'm like, is this acid trip even fucking real at this like, point? What's happening? Yeah, man. and so uh, and so we just leave, and then we go meet up with the girl, and then so. It's just to the point where, like, we're just standing there. I mean, I'm tripping my balls off, so I'm being quiet, you know, enjoying my day. And then my friend is sitting there next to the girl, and, like, you can tell he really wants to talk to her. My buddy just doesn't really have a good scorecard with girls to begin with. And the thing is, he's a firefighter, man. He could easily, like all these guys say is, Hey, I'm a firefighter. And like Tang just attracts to him. You know what I'm saying? But he doesn't, and he's very humble about it. And so he doesn't know how to make these moves on these girls. And so honestly, so then I'm just sitting there. I'm like, Hey, you're wearing red. You're a firefighter. You guys should talk. I'm going to go have a cigarette. And so I go have, and so they start talking. I go have a cigarette. And while I'm out there, uh, we ran out of the blow that we had brought up there. And so like we had spent like an hour, like trying to find people with it. And so finally I was just like, fuck it. Anyone here got blow? You know, I just yell it out and then like this guy and everyone turns and looks at me this one guy's like, I'll give you a bump for 20 bucks. I was like, sold. So I go up to him and he gives me this bump, dude. And I remember the second he gave it to me, you just... Just burning like from here all the way yeah. around. from the yeah, yeah, bro. And, from it was, the base of your nose, and like I've had, I've had cocaine through, that's like yeah. burnt before, you know, it's because it's got cut with something. Yeah, it's cocaine, baby aspirin. Yeah, it's shit like that, right? You know, and oh, uh, yeah, oh, I used yeah. to get cocaine Daytona. I'm very aware of that burn. Understandable, sensation. man. Understandable. And it's so, uh, and it's so. I was just like, man, man, cool, thanks, you know. And then I start talking to one of the actor guys that I met there. He had been on like The Joker and like uh, a, whole, a couple of other things. And he was, just, we were just talking about like how great of an idea moving to New York was because at that time I'm I'm just the actor, yeah. you know. So I'm talking to another actor. And then in the in, the, in the, like thirty minutes into it, he's like, hey man, I'm gonna go get some. Uh, I'm gonna get gonna go pee. You need anything? And I was just like, I don't really feel so good. And then all uh-uh. of a sudden, and then all of a sudden, like my vision just goes like like very blurry. And then all of a sudden just vomit, like immediately just started vomiting. And I vomited for 30 straight seconds, dude. It was a huge pile of it. Started having like blood come out of it and shit. People are like literally making (laughs) weight because of how much this is going. And then like, and then the one guy, the actor guy, he's just like, he's like, stop looking at him. Stop looking at him. Like trying to make weight. But then like next thing I know, because I was already feeling like, it felt like a cat was clawing the shit out of my stomach, man. I couldn't believe it. And it was the worst pain I ever felt. And then all of a sudden, like, I just, like, after I stopped vomiting, I just, like, kind of just, like, fell to the side. And just this white glow just, like, just took over my vision, dude. So what happened? I fucking, uh, and then what happened was uh, this guy, actually, this guy was just like, oh, shit, he's dead. And then I was like, I'm not fucking dead. And then after that, I just felt perfectly fine and oh, then, really? yeah dude it was weird and then like i was just like i was just like shit man what the fuck was that and so when we left uh, new york the next day i stopped by the cvs got one of those like nine panel drug tests yeah motherfucker had fentanyl in his cocaine dude oh it was the worst fucking thing i had ever felt yeah man. so
0: that's something that's been going around i cannot believe more. this shit
2: dude. people who really believe in selling fentanyl and stuff dude it's, it's unbelievable there's so many people that i have grown up with In St. John's County, man, where people have been affected by fentanyl, man, the kids who die of heroin overdoses in St. John or in any white suburban areas is mostly because of fentanyl. Yeah, and it's really terrible. You find the nicest kids in the world, these great people, and then they get involved with this. Like this, 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 this kid. She's not even a kid; she's way older than me. She's this failed rapper, failed drug dealer, and so she does fentanyl. And her brother was a star athlete of uh, Creekside. He died of an overdose when they uh, like they all took fentanyl and he was the only one that didn't wake up.
0: Yeah, a lot of times people don't realize that there's and she's still doing the same
2: shit, dude. I yeah. can't believe it. Fentanyl in in heroin and coke and stuff. Now I didn't. Don't I get me wrong. I sympathize for those who can't get off of it. Like you know. Oh it's yeah, really, for sure. You, you to to admit that you are weak against the drug is a very very hard pill to swallow, and I very much applaud those who do.
0: Yeah, and because I went into the. I went into rehab in 2013 and I only have three years sober. So it, that is kind of an example of how difficult Man, so it can So rehab be. didn't
2: even work out, huh? No, but my well, whole thing well, was, did you have to like do your own thing? Like just kind of like, how did you go about becoming fully sober? So I went to rehab. Um,
0: I learned an awful lot. Um, right. cause at the time I didn't understand what addiction or alcoholism was. Like I knew what it was from like movies and TV and hearing about it, but I, I didn't fully grasp the, the, like how major it is. Yeah. And like my life I my life was getting destroyed, but I kept chalking it up to like bad luck. Yeah. Like, oh if only this wouldn't have happened, if only that wouldn't have happened. If only I would have, you know, turned left instead yeah. of right. So then when I went to rehab, it kinda of opened my eyes to like, oh no, I'm doing all this to myself through drugs and alcohol. So I learned an awful lot. Um then I got out and I talked about it before, but two weeks before I got one year sober, I was sitting out on the patio with my old roommate smoking a cigarette And we convinced because we he had gone to rehab. We lived in the same halfway house for almost a year, like 11 months. Then we moved out. We're living on our own for about two, two or three weeks, maybe a month. And I just remember it was two weeks before I got my one year chip. And we were out there smoking a cigarette and we convinced each other that we had overreacted, that we were in our mid 20s. It was stupid to be sober. What,
2: that you went out to that you overreacted when you went to rehab.
0: Yeah, yeah. That we over by getting sober at right. twenty. Like I was twenty five. Okay. He was twenty three. I think. I think the same thing. And by getting sober that early, we we had overreacted. Like our lives weren't that terrible. Like yeah, some bad shit had happened, but it wasn't that terrible.
2: That's so, the same mindset I had when I kept selling drugs, man. Yeah,
0: so it was two weeks before our, I had one year sober, and I just fell off the wagon, went and bought a bunch of Sailor Jerry rum, which was my old go-to, and yeah. got hammered, and my ex-fiancee, who I was with at the time, um, she didn't understand what what truly what alcoholism was, because she had only ever seen yeah. me sober. So she didn't know kind of the, the scope of it. And to be honest, I didn't either until you know going to rehab and stuff. And so then... For the next few years, I would get sober for a couple months, then fall off, then get sober for a couple months and fall off. And then my, you know, there's a whole comedy of errors. You know, my ex leaves or, you know, my fiance, you know, we end up getting engaged while I'm still drinking and sober, then drinking and sober. We end up getting engaged. So in that even time. during
2: your rocky time, you're still getting engaged. Yeah, we still got engaged.
0: Um, And then she ended up leaving. And then I thought, OK, that's it. Like, that's the bottom. Right. And it wasn't. Um, I kept drinking no, no. again. I got another DUI. I thought, okay, that's the bottom. And then it wasn't. I kept drinking. So a long way of answering your question was when I turned 30, I ended up in the hospital um, for alcohol poisoning. No shit. Yeah. And I was told by the doctors, you know, if my tolerance wasn't the way it was and I wasn't as big as I was, I should have been dead hours ago. Right. You know, you get that whole conversation. Yeah, they always say something like that. Well, and, well, and so... But this time it was actually, you know, I've i felt worse than I'd ever felt, not just emotionally, but physically. Yeah, like, I felt I bet, like I got
2: man, alcohol poisoning. is terrible, bro. Yeah, like, I, my, I felt my, like my my I got hit, gone, hit by a, a car. Times. yeah,
0: three times. I've yeah. done it three times, and so, but this time it was different because I I honestly should have been dead. Had a weird happenstance, weird circumstances. Had a friend in town from out of town. Happenstance. <laughs> who ended up coming over to my house and finding yeah. me like basically dead on the floor. Oh shit! Like yeah, what,
2: when you got alcohol poisoning. Yeah.
0: Damn. like i was in my house alone in the that bathroom and i should have died wow. and he just happened to be in the area happened to show up at my house happened to find me oh and my god he's man. the one who rushed me to the emergency Dude. room glory to god for him and um but uh but at that point i didn't so there's people who go in and out of rehabs um which i'm i'm friends with some of those people like and that's if that's what you got to do that's what you got to do but at that point
2: I gotta have somebody to keep you accountable
0: well, yeah, and but in my mind, I was like, well, i because I'm I'm a very big believer in the Big Book and stuff. So in my mind, I was like, all right, yeah. well, I learned everything I could learn from rehab. Going back to rehab isn't right. going to change anything. Uh-huh. So I just need I just need to go to a meeting. Like I don't need to go to a rehab or the whole thing. I just need to get sober. So yeah. that's what I did. Is I called my old sponsor. You know, cried, tears were shed. You know, things yeah. were said. And on. then I went. Uh, he took me back. And then I started going to meetings and. I never have, I haven't had the, I've had the urge maybe to drink a couple times as like a impulse, like a first thought, but never the desire to like do what I used to do. And I haven't had a drink or a drug or anything mind altering since. Yeah, man. And it was just one of those things where it was. It was a weird wake up call. You don't even do any weed or nothing like no, that. No, don't. I don't man. touch anything. Hey, I, yeah, I don't do. I, I take don't even my hat do, to you, bro. I, I don't it. even do the prescription drugs that there I used to go. get prescribed. I don't do any of that kind of stuff. Man, but uh a,
2: You're a stronger man than I am. I'll tell you that. Nah, it's nothing about <laughs> strength, man. It's, it's
0: through no fault of my own. Yeah,
2: man, because I, I had something similar. To that I mean, because you know, I, I, I felt like. Uh, I had a real big change of mind. Like, once uh, December came around, that was when I decided I was going to lose all this weight. I was going to start being healthier and stuff. And uh, that's when I realized, like, man, I got to start having myself in a winter mindset. Because if I'm just sitting here, like, you know trying to be like oh you know i'm not as good as that guy then what the fuck kind of service am i doing for myself you know yeah. what i mean and so that's just the what the fuck i was doing the whole time while i'm on drugs you know just sitting there thinking like you know like oh only bad things is happening to me like yeah only- it can take you to a dark place yeah, and the dog, problem yeah.
0: that i found with doing drugs and drinking so much was that whenever i'd get fucked up i'd be like i'm o- i only feel like shit because of all these bad things that are happening. Not, never once taking into account maybe it's the drugs and alcohol yeah. making me feel like shit. And then I <laughs> Never would, do, dude. Never. And then you sober up and then your anxiety is off the charts because your brain chemicals are all fucked up. So then you think well, wh- how can I get rid of this? I'll right. drink and do drugs. Dude,
2: I would be on a bender, like a cocaine bender for like a day and a half and then eat like a, a thousand calorie red, uh, red, red robin burger and then wonder why I'm getting fat on cocaine. Yeah, because <laughs> you're
0: like, yeah, it's it's weird that the tricks that your mind will play on you. I swear to God,
2: man. And, it's, it's, you know, I'm really proud of how I, I changed my mindset, man, because I tell you what, man, yeah, it's I, good, if man. it's not, if it's not, if I had not changed my mindset, I, I'd guarantee you I would not be doing as well I am doing in comedy because with this mindset the way I got go into everything, man. Everywhere I go, I'm always saying, "Man, I'm the best here." I'm always gonna be. I can do yeah. everybody, and I do that not as like a, like an ego thing, but to meet so that way I can meet my own expectations yeah. of being the best. Because if I go on there and I bomb, like after like telling every telling myself like, "Oh, you're gonna be the best one up here," and I bomb, then I'm gonna like talk myself and be like, "Man, how can we make sure that doesn't happen again?" Yeah, you know, you and, hold yourself accountable. Yeah. yeah, man. And same thing with like uh with, with everything. I take everything personal, and it's not like on a bad note like a negative connotation. I take everything. personal. Personal sense, like, like say a Booker chooses a guy over me. Well, he's gonna say something like, "I saw only business." Well, like we'd be like, "No, man, it's obviously it's personal because you obviously think this guy was better than me." Yeah, and so I'm gonna use he's that. bringing
0: he or she is bringing something is. that you don't think I exactly.
2: And so wh- how I'm gonna react to that is I'm gonna find out what they have that made them better than me, and I'm gonna figure out how I can intertwine that so that way when we get in this conversation again, you don't make the mistake of getting them over me. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, yeah, I yeah. mean, I understand what you're saying. I, yeah. I approach it a little different. I have to be different. in this winter mindset because yeah. otherwise, I'm I'm gonna sit at home and just bullshit about myself. Like the yeah. day the day I decided to lose weight, man, it was literally just like I sat in bed, fat as fuck, looked at myself, and I was like, God, you gotta hit the gym. And then I was like, I, I did the same thing like next week, you know, tomorrow, and I was like, Nah, man, it's not. It's eight o'clock in the morning. Get up, yeah. you know. And so I went up, went to the gym, started doing it every single day, man. I did nothing but core. I I would do. Uh, hundred sit-ups 100, like hundred push-ups and then do like workouts and then yeah. i would just keep upping it up and up and now i'm down uh about close to 80 pounds man that's awesome man yeah bro my dick's gotten way bigger i love it <laughs> oh god it's the best side effect
0: well i really do appreciate you coming on the show
2: <laughs> i'm gonna end it on that yeah that's it, All right, it. Cool. <laughs> we're at that
0: time uh we forgot to do this up front, but plug everything, um, all your social media, everything like that. So if people want to come check out yeah, the man. best,
2: they can see where you're at. Oh shit, man! So you can check me out at uh, Cross Blocker, basically Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter. For some reason, someone took Cross Blocker, so I'm the Cross Blocker uh you are the cross i am the cross blocker bro check me out on youtube cross blocker i I try to upload things TikTok, all that jazz uh also uh keep a lookout for a new hat line i got coming up uh the so excited line Uh, i'm really proud of it i really think it's going to work out well so keep an eye out for that i should have a, a page up for uh the product selling and such uh keep a lookout for that other than that just uh catch me every thursday at cbd cafe and then wherever else in florida boom baby Thank you, everybody, so much for listening. Thank you so much for having me, bro. I appreciate it. Yeah,
0: you. of course, man. This was a lot of fun. Uh, Brennan T. Comedy um, on all social media, BrennanTComedy.com. Uh, if you missed the Farewell to Florida tour all of June, then sorry you missed it. I'm getting ready to head up to New York now because this will be airing in July. Man,
2: I'm so happy you are, bro. That's awesome. Uh, That's really
0: awesome. We're, we're time time warping this because we're recording oh, this bet. a little <laughs> early. Huh? Oh, at uh,
2: the... Time. No, oh, no I'm, oh, I'm saying yeah, because we're talking like about now. yeah
0: this is uh, everything we're talking about also month future cross
2: now. uh you left 20 dollars on your pillow <laughs> um,
0: Brennan T comedy on all social media brennan T check out the merch store subscribe on patreon and we'll talk to y'all next week.